0: Uh, Last week we talked about uh, the wind and the waves and the darkness and the fear that was going on. The disciples were out uh, on the Sea of Galilee in their boat and and things were not so good out there. And, you know, we kind of... You know, related that to ourselves, you know, because we're we're kind of in the wind and the waves and and all the darkness and stuff that's going on in our lives. And and so I ask the question: How's it going in your boat? What's going on in your life? You know, the the things that are happening and and uh, you know, what's happened this week even in your family situation and your your home life and what's going on there? Is it getting better? Have you had some good times, some bad times? You know. Uh, that's the kind of, a, of the question that we have. You know, on a positive note, we've made it through another week, which means we're one more week closer to things getting back, hopefully to uh, some kind of normalcy in, in the way that uh, things used to be. But the thing about it that is for sure is that we will get to the other side. Jesus is praying for you. He's praying for me. He's praying for us. And Jesus... Uh, went to those disciples out on the boat, he walked on the water, he went out there, and he told them these words, he says, be courageous, he says, it's me, it's I, he said, and don't be afraid. And he's still speaking today, he he wants us to keep our eyes on him. And you know, when we do, and we see who he is, and all that he's done, you know, the, 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 the response will be to worship him. I think, you know, we need worship in our homes. Uh, I remember one of the days this week, we 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 hooked up the speaker and we played just worship, praise, and worship radio for like hours and hours, and it was just it created an atmosphere. It was just it was wonderful. Uh, Good Friday, we had a we had a wonderful time. I don't know about you, we still ordered pizza. We had pizza. I ate way too much pizza, but. You know, I talked there about a place called Gordon's Calvary, and I I just wanted to bring a couple pictures of that for you today because we were there. The pictures aren't the greatest, but you'll see... This is a place called Gordon's Calvary where many believe that Jesus was crucified down here somewhere, not up on the hill, but down on the road where people could see him, where people would walk by. And the Romans did it that way so that people could you know, be warned, do not you know, break our laws, do not be a criminal because you will be punished and everybody will see. But now, today, this place, uh, it's, it's a bus station. It's very busy, and it's, it's just really uh, yards away from the old city wall, yards away from the Damascus Gate. And and so we were there, and Paul and I kind of walked in amongst all those buses, and she's saying, we shouldn't be back here. I said, well, what are they going to do? That's where people get on the bus. We didn't get on any buses, but, but we, we walked around just to see what it was like. And, and the back uh, here, this cliff, I'm going to show you another picture of it here from... Uh, up above, looking down, you see this cliff is, is uh, uh, why they think that this is very likely. The place is because it, it's very eroded now. But, but back in those days, there was an image of a skull in the face of the cliff here. It's very difficult to see now. You can look at some very old pictures and see it much more pronounced. Uh, but now the erosion, of course, after 2,000 years, things have changed. But what hasn't changed is that Jesus Christ died for us and that he rose from the dead. We went uh, to a place called the Garden Tomb, which is just adjacent to where that Gordon's Calvary is. And and this is the tomb there, and and, uh, it's difficult to see in this picture, but there's a channel here where the stone would be rolled in front of this tomb. And then inside the tomb itself... The most exciting thing is this, is that it's empty. There's no bodies in there. And, and the tomb that Jesus was put into is the same. There's no body in there. Jesus is risen from the dead. This Sunday, today, Easter Sunday, uh, what I want to speak to you about today is, is Peace. 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 Looking at some verses out of the Gospel of John in chapter 16 and in chapters 20 is peace. So if you want to turn with me, first of all, the first verse we're going to look at is in John chapter 16, verse 33. John chapter 16 and verse 33. And and, uh, I have it on the screen for you as well if you don't have your Bible uh, handy. But the context of this verse is that just before that, Uh, they believed. The disciples, it says, they believed that Jesus came from the Father. First of all, where did Jesus come from? That Jesus came down from heaven. He came from the Father to the earth. He believed that. And then Jesus said something to them that kind of, I'm sure, got them a little bit uh, worried and, and upset. But Jesus said to them that they would be scattered that a time was coming that they would be scattered each to their own homes and that Jesus would be left alone. This is the context uh, just before verse 33. But then in verse 33, he says these words. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation or trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Now Jesus was about to be arrested. Jesus was about to be crucified, but yet he gives these words to these people, to these disciples of of his, that, that he would give them peace and that he would give them joy and that he promised them his victory. Again, this is before the cross. He says, I have overcome the world. He already knew what he was going to do. He already knew what he already had done, that he had had overcome. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. He'd been speaking to them. He'd been teaching them all kinds of things. And you know what? I I, I can't help but be reminded that, that the things that he says to us in his word will give us this peace. He said that, I have told you these things so that in me you might have peace. He, he has told us his word, he's given us his word, that, that you and I, if we would just listen to what he says, we would find peace. Peace even, even in the midst of the storm and all the difficulties that we face in our day and our life. You see, he was teaching them, he was speaking to them, and I believe with all my heart that he is still teaching us today. That he is still speaking to you and to me today even in all the stuff that we're facing. What did he say? He said, in me, he said, in him that we might have peace. This is something that he's offering to you and to me, that in him we can find peace. We're not going to find it in those things around us. It's just not there. It's just not going to happen. What's very obvious to me as I look around and, and, and uh, as I think about what's going on in the world and, and and read some of the media is that people are are searching for peace. People are looking for peace. Uh, on April seventh, the Billy Graham Association, they put up a uh, a special page. They created special pages. Uh, they announced it on April seventh, I should say that that had a on their site, their internet site, which is called Search for Jesus or Searching for Jesus. They said this, though, that recently, just recently, that more than 191,000 people have visited that site, the sites that they have put up. 191,000 just in the last few days have visited these sites. What does that tell us? That people are searching for peace. They're searching for answers. You know, we can't do a lot of the things that we can do. We can't, you know, get together the way that we normally do. But there is an explosion on the internet of people that are searching for answers more than ever before. And this is worldwide now. This isn't just America where we live, it's worldwide. So the question is where can we find peace? Jesus made this promise. Where can we find it? He says, In Him, we may have peace. In Him, in Jesus. In Jesus, we will have peace. We have it up on the the wall here. And I I heard this week that just having that word Jesus in front of, of us can speak. Just having Jesus in our lives can bring us peace. David Guzik said this, that we won't find real peace anywhere else. We won't find real peace anywhere else except in Jesus What did Jesus say? He he said this, in this world you will have trouble, you will have tribulation. The word that's translated as trouble or tribulation is the word philipsis. And and the the literal translation of it is pressure. It's pushing in. And and in that there's all kinds of things that it, it speaks of and it It talks about affliction, it talks about anguish, it talks about tribulation, it talks about distress and trouble. This pressure, he says, in this world, you will have tribulation. It's interesting to note in this verse that he says, you may have peace in him, but you will have tribulation or trouble in this world. It's a promise, Both of them are promises for sure. But one is that you will definitely have it. You will definitely face pressure and and trouble and tribulation in in this world. But the other is a promise that we need to appropriate. He says, you may, you might have peace. In me, you may have peace. It's not automatically ours. We need to ask him. We need to go to him for it. He says, in me. You may have peace. He goes on to say, but take heart. But take heart. He says, I have overcome the world. How can we ever get peace? How can we find peace? As we look to Jesus, we, we have to think about what he has done, who he is. As I said, they, they believe that he was from the Father, to believe that he is God incarnate, that he is God the Son. As we look to him, he's not just a man, just a man is not going to give you any peace. But being God, and knowing that he has overcome the world, and that he has given us the victory. That word that's translated, take heart, it's translated in different ways, but it's a a word that is used six times in the New Testament, five times by Jesus, one time by a crowd speaking to somebody who was being helped by Jesus. And literally, the the translation of it is is literally, and David Guzik taught us this at one of our uh, conferences, the literal translation is, Be courageous. Now, he also said that, to them when they were on the sea, he said the same word. That's one of the other occasions when they were on the sea. He says, be courageous. not just like, oh, be of good cheer or take heart. No, Jesus says, be courageous. And you and I need to be courageous in this day. But how do we do that? We don't do it. We, we don't have this courage within ourselves. The courage that we have is, is found by giving our hearts and our attention and our lives to Jesus Christ. He says, says, be courageous, I have overcome the world. Not us, we haven't overcome anything. It's through Him that we can overcome. You know, I like to look up these words and I go to my Blue Letter Bible and I look up these words, but but I looked this up many, many years ago and this word for for overcome is the Greek word nikeos. N-I-K-A-O. You you know the the shoe brand Nike? That's where that name comes from. It means overcome. It means victory. N-I-K-E. It's from the Greek word Nikeo. And, and, And so Jesus, he says that he has overcome, he has conquered, he is victorious over the world in all the pressure, all the trouble, if we would go to him. Later, in the, go- uh, uh, the writer in 1 John, the, go- the writer of the Gospel of John says in 1 John 4, 4, he said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Who is that? That's Jesus that's in us. He also said this in chapter 5, everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. And John is now telling us that we overcome the world. How? First of all, by being born again. By asking Jesus Christ into our lives and our lives are transformed. We're made new creatures. We're a new creation as we trust and believe in Jesus Christ. And and through that, we have this victory that overcomes the world, even our faith faith that we have trusted in Jesus Christ. We've believed in him, that he is the Son of God. And and again, that's another declaration of his deity, of who he is. He's the Son of God. He is God the Son. He's not just a man. Paul the Apostle also spoke about it in Romans chapter 8. Verse 37, he says, yet, yet, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. In who? In Jesus. We are more than conquerors. The the Greek word for that is hypernikeo. We all know what the word hyper is. It's like way beyond victory. That's why he, it's translated for us in the English. We are more than conquerors. We're way beyond conquerors. How? Through him who loved us, Jesus Christ. John Corson said this, that the Christian race begins at the finish line that we don't fight for victory, we fight from victory, that the battle has already been won. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. So for you and I, the, the, the call that Jesus gives to us, the word that he gives to us is to be courageous. In this world, we will have trouble. We, we know it. I think we're all so aware of it now. But be courageous, he says, because I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. The second passage I want to look at is found now in John chapter 20. If you want to turn there, John chapter 20, uh, verse 19 through 21, three verses there. This now is after the cross, after the burial, and after the resurrection. The, the verse we looked at, John 16, 33, is before. This is now after. It's Sunday night in Jerusalem. Mary had seen the Lord, others had seen him, Peter, and yet here they are now, the situation is this, is that they are locked in a room. They are isolated, there's fear, they're they're very fearful, they're confused. Most of them in that room had not seen the Lord. So there's this confusion and and uncertainty, and, and certainly that is what we're facing now. But it says this in verse 19 on the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and he stood among them and he said peace be with you or peace to you. This is incredible. The last time. We studied uh, about Jesus coming to them. He, he, he walked on the water, and he came to them. Now, in this particular uh, occurrence, it says the room was locked, the doors were locked, and Jesus just comes right, and he comes right, right through the wall. Why? How could he do that? Because he's the resurrected Savior now. And he comes to them. No isolation could keep him out. No you know, storm on the Sea of Galilee could keep him from them. The stuff that we're going through today, that it, it can't keep Jesus from coming to us in our houses, in our, in our isolation, in our, in, our, in our separation. And what does he say? What, what are his first words to his disciples who are in this situation? He says, peace. Peace be with you or peace to you. When you think about it, and before the cross, as I mentioned in John chapter 16, he said they were all going to be scattered, and they had all deserted him. Some had denied him. And still, still he comes to them, and his word to them is peace. That should be encouraging to you and I. You know, we're, we fail. We, we blow it. We, 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 we make mistakes. And yet Jesus comes to us and, and, and meets with us and he says, Peace to you. Peace with you. John Corson said, You know, that his first word to them was peace, not where have you been? So the work of the cross and the resurrection is what? Is peace. It's peace. Warren Wiersbe said the basis for our peace is found in him, that he died for us, that he rose from the dead in victory, and he now lives for us. How can we possibly have peace? We can't have peace. If Jesus is just a man, if he's still dead... But because he has overcome the world, because he has defeated death, because he has risen from the dead, that he has given us his peace. That's the only way that you and I can have peace. The peace that we so desperately, desperately need. So today, even now, in the year 2020, you and I can have peace. In the middle of, of this trial, this pressure, this tribulation, this trouble that you and I are in, we can have peace. How? He says, in me, in him, we can find peace. Verse 20, interesting enough, it's chapter 20, verse 20, and here we are in the year 2020, it said, after he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side, He showed them his hands in his side and the disciples, they were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. You know, was it really him? They, they, you know, they had questions for sure. And he shows them the scars in his hand. He shows them, you know, the scar that was in his side when the the soldier pierced his side and the blood and water came rushing out. the disciples' response was it says they were overjoyed they were filled with joy so not only does jesus give them peace but he gives them joy as well you know when i look around again i you know it, you know i i, I think about what, what is it that I want to speak on this week, you know, and I, and I really want to get back to our verse by verse, chapter by study in the Gospel of John, and that's going to be part of our getting back to normalcy. But, but, you know, how can you not pay attention to what's going on around us? How can you not be affected by it today? And when we look around, there is no peace. There really is no joy. People are losing their jobs. People are, are you know, losing family members. It, it, you know, the, the, it's horrible. But Jesus still promises us his peace. And, and, and when we look to him and when we see that he has died on the cross, the, the proof of it by the scars in his hands and the, the scar in his side, we can even have joy in the middle of the darkness. That's the only way that we can have joy. The book of Philippians, Paul wrote, is the book of joy. And and you know what? He wrote it, he was in prison, he was incarcerated, he was in a very dark, dark period of his life. And yet he, he knew that there was joy in Jesus. Finally, in verse 21, Again, it says, Jesus said, again, he says those words, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. He says it again. We saw it in John sixteen thirty three. We saw it here in John uh, chapter twenty verse nineteen, and now again in verse twenty one. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Peace be with you. I don't know about you, but, but when these things get, keep getting repeated over and over, I think he's trying to tell us something. He's trying to tell me something, that, that he wants to give me peace. He wants to give you peace. David Guzik says, said these words, and I, and I love it. He said, my sins are forgiven, peace. The slavery to sin is broken, peace. My Savior takes my fears and my cares, peace. And he said, my life is settled for eternity, peace. That's what he has for you and for me. But notice the last half of this verse, he says, as a father has sent me, I'm sending you. In other words, let's not keep it to ourselves. If we come to him, we find peace, we find any kind of joy. Hey, let's share it with other people. He sent out those disciples who had been witnesses, who had seen and experienced the resurrected Jesus. We need to let other people know, share it with other people. As I said, there, there are loads of people searching right now. I've had conversations about you know, Jesus that I never would have had before. During this time, people you would never imagine. Bank people. It's insane. Be available. Keep in mind, you know, if if Jesus has done something in your life, share it with somebody else. Maybe a family member. Maybe somebody you talked to on the phone. He sent us. we're, We're commissioned. We've received the great commission. So Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus has overcome sin. He's overcome death through the resurrection. And he offers now, today, peace. And I think through that joy, he came to them. He was standing in their midst. He sa- it says he stood among them. And I believe that, that even now he's standing in our midst. He's standing with you. And he offers you and me the same thing if we'll only take it if we'll only look to him, keep our eyes on him. Peace be with you. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this glorious, positive, incredible message of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that he has overcome the world, he has overcome sin, he has overcome death. And through him, we can have peace. And only in him can we have peace. He's the one who can turn things around. We can, we can have hope. We can have joy. And Lord Jesus, I, I look to you now and I, I say you have our attention. You have the attention of this whole world and we we look to you, the, the Savior of the world, not the Savior of America, but the Savior of the whole world. You are. Jesus, we look to you for that peace that we so desperately need in these times. We humble ourselves, we bow our hearts, we bow our lives before you. We look to you, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We're so fearful, we're so confused. Yeah, you're not confused. You know exactly what's going on. You're still on the throne. You're still in charge. You're still in control, and we need to look to you and trust you and, and hold on to you with all that we have right now. Jesus, the Son of God, from the Father, came to give us life maybe you're watching this today maybe you're searching for that life and peace and hope and joy you know you've never surrendered to Jesus you can do that now just open your heart and life to him and ask him in say Jesus please pray and pray with me and say Jesus come into my life I need I need peace I need forgiveness of sin. I need hope. And I believe, I truly believe, and I know by experience that He will come in and He will He will hear your cry and He will answer you and He will He will give you what you never had before, which you can never get from yourself, from any other person, from the world or anywhere else. But from Jesus and Jesus alone son of God Lord I pray again that you'd bless our families our church during this time of Easter Lord we maybe can't do the things that we would have liked to do we're missing our families and our friends but Lord we pray you'd be with us you'd help us We celebrate the cross and the resurrection of our Savior. We ask it in Jesus' precious, wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Let's sing together one more time.